As much as crypto has grown the past two years since Bitcoin's big bull run towards the end of 2020, the total market cap of crypto is still very small compared to the other asset classes. As a matter of fact, the total market cap of all cryptocurrency is around $2 trillion. Obviously, that fluctuates a lot daily. But while that may sound like a lot, it's actually a very small amount. To put it in perspective, it's actually less than the company of Apple. So to say crypto is still at the beginning and it has a lot of room to grow, I think is an understatement. Now, I've been involved in crypto for the past two years, so I'm no expert. And whether you want to invest in it or not is up to you. But I do think it's important to understand a little bit about what is going on, especially since it looks like it is here to stay. So in this episode, we're going to talk about what cryptocurrency is and why it exists, how it functions, and a few other things to know within an intro to crypto. Welcome to Money Vision U. In this podcast, we are passionate about teaching the financial class you should have had in high school so you can learn how to fast track your financial freedom. If you want to learn how to make, manage, and multiply your money and see opportunities the way the wealthy do, then you came to the right place. I'm your host, Stuart Berryhill. Money Vision U, class in session. So what even is cryptocurrency? That actually in and of itself is a very broad question because crypto has branched off and evolved and really taken many different forms. But I'll say this, its original intent with the OG crypto, that is Bitcoin, is simply that it is supposed to be a digital form of currency that is peer-to-peer, meaning it has no middleman. So let's forget about all the other cryptos and just focus on Bitcoin for a minute and just to show why people think that there is a need for crypto in general, let alone Bitcoin. So for example, most people hold money in banks. So to make any transaction, what that requires is trust in the bank who is the middleman to ensure that the transaction actually takes place. Well, one reason crypto was created or why it exists is crypto removes the middleman and makes that decentralized. So there's no centralized organization like a bank that is involved. Although there are ways now that they're trying to make what is intended to be decentralized centralized, which kind of defeats the purpose of Bitcoin, which Bitcoin fanatics do not like. But what this decentralization means and taking out a middleman is that you better have an idea of what you are doing if you are buying crypto. Because if you lose something like seed phrases or private keys, which is kind of like an account number to your crypto digital wallet, which we'll get into later in this episode, then your crypto is gone and there's no way to recover it. Now, in order to create this decentralized system, what essentially is happening is that a network is built that operates a certain code that cannot be changed. Transactions on the network are recorded via the blockchain, and the blockchain confuses people, but it kind of is as it sounds. It's a series of blocks that record transactions chained together. 
So just think of it almost like a trail of receipts on a spreadsheet. It's like receipts in the sense that you can go back and see all the transactions that your public address and other addresses have made. So for example, if you go to a website called etherscan.io, you can go see transactions that are taking place on the Ethereum network. When you look at a public address, it isn't going to say your name. It's going to be a long series of letters and numbers, and you don't actually know the owner of the address, although you can start to speculate whose address is whose when you see an address with a massive amount of Ethereum or something. That might be the owner of Ethereum. So people can speculate whose addresses are whose based off maybe how much money or crypto is in a certain wallet, but unless that person technically reveals themselves to be the owner of that address, then no one really knows. Now this blockchain technology is really the invention that has sparked all the different cryptos that are out there now and have all sorts of different functions, from Ethereum to NFTs and beyond. There's cryptos that are trying to be like Twitter or different social media sites, for example, where there are no middlemen, and this blockchain technology that is a peer-to-peer decentralized network system has created ultimately this cryptocurrency asset class. Now, another reason people like Bitcoin in particular is because they argue that it is a protection against inflation. So if you've seen the news recently, you know that the U.S. dollar is constantly being inflated with the money printing and the different things going on economically. So people like Bitcoin because it is not going to be that way. You can't just print more of it. Technically, it is mined by computers, and there are only going to be 21 million Bitcoin that are ever created. Once that number has been hit, no more Bitcoin can be mined. And there's a lot that goes within the mining of Bitcoin. That is a whole topic for another day. I have never mined anything, so I really have no knowledge there. But people do say they like Bitcoin because there will only be 21 million ever created. Now, by the way, if you're going to buy a Bitcoin, you don't have to buy a full Bitcoin. You can buy $100 worth of Bitcoin, say if Bitcoin's at $40,000. And they break that up with a word called Satoshis. I think a Satoshi is like 0.0000001 Bitcoin. It's like eight zeros. So think of it almost like a penny to a dollar, except more zeros. And they call it a Satoshi because Satoshi Nakamoto is the technical author and creator of Bitcoin. But with that being said, he created the system and disappeared. So nobody knows who this guy actually is, whether it's a guy, girl, person, or group of people, country, alien, (laughs) people speculate. But no one has any idea who this Satoshi Nakamoto is. He just created Bitcoin, the blockchain technology, and put it into effect. So that, in a nutshell, is what cryptocurrency is, why it exists, or why people think it should exist, and kind of how it functions. And I know that was more of a focus on Bitcoin there, but everything kind of branches from that. The decentralization, the blockchain technology, and so on. Now, I do want to talk about how to kind of properly buy crypto and there may be different ways to do this. I'll kind of say what I've done and what 
somebody who more or less mentored me in crypto told me to do. Um, and I'll touch on a couple other crypto items within that with this intro to crypto episode. But know that I'm constantly studying crypto to try and learn more, but know that crypto is a massive asset class to start learning about. So I don't want to get into things like NFTs, mining, or different stable coins, or anything like that right now. There will be more episodes in the future that are centered around crypto, but I just want to talk about some of the important things to know with the basics if interested in investing in crypto. So let's say you want to buy Bitcoin or some well-known, what they call altcoin, for example. And altcoins are just all crypto coins that are not Bitcoin. So Ethereum is an example of an altcoin. So to buy some of these bigger cryptos, you really, all you have to do is go to a website like Coinbase and exchange, in the sense of you're exchanging your US dollars or whatever your foreign currency is, for crypto. So you go to a website like Coinbase to purchase Simply connect your checking account and you can buy a crypto on their exchange. Now there's different exchanges to buy from out there, but I'd be very cautious with any exchange you are signing up for because there's a lot of scammers definitely within the space of crypto because it's so new that are they're just trying to rob people. And so that's definitely messed up. So do your own research, heavily research on where it's safe to buy crypto. But I use Coinbase. And now once you purchase your crypto, so let's say you purchase $100 of Ethereum, you don't just want to hold that in the exchange like Coinbase. That would be leaving it unprotected. It's almost like leaving something in the Amazon shopping cart, like you haven't taken it for yourself officially yet. You've purchased it, but you haven't taken it and put it into your own possession. To do that, to basically store it away, you will want a crypto wallet or a digital wallet of some sort. Now this could be a software wallet or a hardware wallet. A software wallet is something you could download onto your desktop, your laptop, whatever. And that could be Exodus wallet. I've used Exodus before. Or if storing specifically Ethereum and purchasing what is called ERC20 tokens, which are cryptos that are on the Ethereum blockchain and you're wanting to switch those around on that, and I know I'm getting into the weeds there, but you might use MetaMask Wallet. I'm just saying those two because those are ones I've used before. Exodus can hold most any crypto, and then MetaMask is more specifically for your Ethereum and ERC20 tokens so that you can exchange them and make your different purchases on the Ethereum network. So... I've used Exodus for Bitcoin and MetaMask for Ethereum and what I do within that category, but definitely do your own research. Can't say that enough. You got to do your own research, get on YouTube, get on Google, whatever it is, and find the people that have a lot of reviews and ratings and the people that you can trust. So that's a software wallet versus a hardware wallet, which is kind of like a flash drive. You plug it into your computer, your crypto shows up. If you unplug it, then you don't have to worry about losing your crypto if hacked or your computer is stolen because it is on that hardware wallet. So it's more physical, so to speak. Now, what these wallets will do is create a private key and seed phrase or private keys and seed phrases for you. And you need to think of these like your account number into your 
checking account. You never ever, and I repeat, you never ever give those away to anybody. Oh, let me help you with your crypto. I can help you do this and that. I just need your seed phrase and private keys. Nope, they're a scammer. Never ever give those away. That is where many people get scammed. So don't start putting your social security number, driver's license number, things like that into different exchanges. You may have to give your checking account to an exchange so they can, you know, transfer the money accordingly. But don't ever give your secret phrases or private keys away. Anyways, when creating a wallet, it will create these seed phrases and private keys for you. And private keys are a list of numbers and letters, while your seed phrases are a list of 12 to 24 random words in a random order. So it could be like king, dog, cat, blackjack. I don't know what the words would be, but it's going to say a series of random words in a random order. And that is, in a sense, your seed phrase. So with those two things, you can always be able to access your crypto, whether it be on a different laptop or getting it on your phone, whatever it may be. Now, this is why just leaving crypto in an exchange like Coinbase and not putting it into a wallet is risky. You're just kind of leaving the money out there. Not that Coinbase is going to steal it, but it's not properly secured and stored. Some people also, just FYI, they'll write down on like pen and paper their seed phrases and private keys, lock it away in a safe somewhere so they always have a backup in case they, I don't know, lose access to their seed phrases and private keys for some reason. Because losing those seed phrases and private keys are how millions of dollars in crypto have been lost. I've heard of people on TikTok, for example, say they purchased five Bitcoin, but they have no idea what their private keys or seed phrases are. So now they have no access to that. Like it is gone. You're not getting it back. So while there are benefits to the decentralized peer-to-peer or they call it trustless system that uh, the blockchain technology provides within crypto, there is also a negative to that because the onus is purely on you to be completely responsible for your crypto. So that's a little bit on how to buy and store crypto. And then if you wanted to sell crypto, just bring it back to the exchange and exchange that crypto for your currency of choice, like the U.S. dollar. Just make your swap, Bitcoin for U.S. dollars, whatever it may be. So hopefully this episode has helped give you a little intro into crypto with just what it is and why it exists and why people like it and maybe how to buy and store it properly because that is an error. I see a lot of people diving into it and they just have no idea how to store it properly. But with all this, you should really do research for yourself There is a great YouTube channel that I'll shout out that I recommend called Whiteboard Crypto. Um, But just spend a couple of months getting your feet wet, learning how crypto operates, because I don't think crypto is going anywhere. And while it is still starting to onboard more users outside of just Reddit, it is still really early in the crypto space. But also with that, I've grown to become very, very careful in the crypto space because a lot of people are just trying to get rich quick with crypto, trying to hit the lottery, and I don't think that's ever the right mindset. I think too many people treat crypto almost like a digital gambling site. Oh, surely maybe this crypto will go to the moon or whatever it is. I don't think that's ever the best way to do anything 
financially. I think growing financial literacy and learning the ins and outs of the different assets is the best way to produce lasting wealth. Thank you for listening to this episode of Money Vision U. If this is something that added value to you, then please subscribe, leave a review, and share. We are passionate about teaching financial literacy so you can learn to take control of your financial future. If you want to learn more, then follow us on social media platforms at Money Vision U. We look forward to catching you in the next class.